Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back to Truck Tech, everyone. Uh, it is a, a, a new week, and I'm really glad because I get an opportunity to take you back with me to Gothenburg, Sweden, where I was a guest of Volvo Trucks for a few days uh, recently. I got to explore in some depth uh, what Volvo calls Camp X, and that's an internal accelerator and incubator for some young companies. Volvo assigns champions to work with these, with these startups. And uh, in the four years since Camp X launched, uh, they have actually completed more than 70 projects in four countries. Uh, this is something that uh, is the subject of my interview today with the head of CampX, uh, Helene Nicholson, and that follows these headlines. You know, we don't know all the details yet of the new five-year agreement between the UAW and uh, Mack Trucks, but we are starting to find out a few things. Um, in addition to the fact that it's a year longer agreement than the previous four-year agreement, we know that the union has agreed to a longer workday at the plant in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. The workers will now work eight and a half hours instead of eight, and they'll get an extra half hour pay, of course, which amounts to about $3,000 a year. Now, that comes before whatever new money they get in the master agreement. They'll be voting on Saturday uh, on the ratification uh, for that. But Mac uh, benefits by getting to build up to 1600 more trucks a year in its bid to increase market share. Um, even without the economics, uh, Mac workers will get 10% more in progression raises. You know, when you when you join the company, you go through a, a six-year grow-in and you get a certain amount of money every year. Now, the sixth year of that uh, grow-in will be nine, $9.17 an hour. So uh, pretty decent um, at that end. Uh, but as I say, contract ratification and more details probably will slip out before the weekend, but uh, the, the vote will be this weekend. So orders for new Class A trucks hit their highest level of the year in September, with somewhere between 31,000 and 36,000 orders being placed. That depends on who you listen to. It could be either ACT Research or FTR, Transportation Intelligence. They, they have different numbers, but directionally, they're, they're both seeing pretty good growth. This is because order boards now are open for uh, the 2024 uh, model year. And after working down the backlogs for the last few months, uh, they need these orders uh, to keep production up in 2024. Now, of course, the fleets can cancel these orders that they've placed right up until the time that the companies uh, order material to build them. And so whether we're seeing optimism in the softening market or just fleets occupying build slots as a hedge kind of remains to be seen. Okay, so startups often have the best ideas to solve or avoid business problems. Volvo Group uh, embraced that idea back in 2019 when it started Camp X. Uh, as I said during my recent visit to Sweden, I caught up with Helene Nicholson. She is the head of Camp X, which operates in a renovated Volvo plant that dates to the late 1920s.
we have an opportunity to spend a few moments with Helen Nicholson, who is the head of Volvo Camp X. Now, Camp X is sort of an internal incubator for startup companies run in four campuses or four parts of the Volvo Group uh, operations. We're uh, with Helen here in Gothenburg. Helen, great to see you. Great to see you. You know, this is a fascinating subject, I think, in terms of, you know, getting an opportunity to work with young companies, which is, Mm. you know, the enthusiasm, of course, I'm sure is huge. But um, maybe you can tell us how CampX got started and what your goals are, what you're hoping to do. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, The CampX started uh, 2019. It was inaugurated. And the task given to me uh, was to set up something as a complementary to our very, very well-functioning big machine to industrialize and to commercialize, but to add to that a complementary way of working that is simple and quick, and that allows for us to bring in partners that we haven't been so used to working with before, and that would be the smaller ones, which is startups. So we targeted the startup community to get good win-win collaborations together with startups and us as a corporate. I can remember uh, in a previous life at General Motors, when our R&D department worked with one of the uh, incubators in San Francisco, and the company got access to some of the young young talent that was coming out. Now, of course, you can't overburden these folks. They're they're very small. They don't have what we call runway. You know, to do a lot, but you you're able to still find out their capabilities. What are sort of the touch points or the key elements of Camp X? When do you know that it's time that maybe they're ready to move on or move out? Or did they decide that? No, it's actually the foundation. It's built on our internal expertise, our experts. We call them product business owners. So it's actually covering the entire Volvo Group both R&D, which is of course key with technology to validate and test, but also business. So it's to accelerate business and technology innovation. So the foundation, product and business owners, they are the ones to first of all address and point out uh, the challenges that they have. So real problems to solve and then the team that I am representing a small team is orchestrating and making sure that we can find the best startup or maybe two to select one or two uh, to compare and then to bring them in. And that is the, you know, the framework that we have developed. It's the ability to quickly bring them in. So very lean governance to take the decision, but the product or the business owner is the one holding the flag. I want to do this. I have a problem. I have a challenge. I think that this startup can actually contribute to solving this. It can be a small question, but it can also be a larger one. Then we bring them in and we do a short validation project together with them. So it's a 10 week something sprint, a bit longer sometimes very short. Then the product owner again takes the decision. What is the next step? But the aim for everything we do, it is really to launch to market in one way or another. You have a a place to send some of them. I want you to talk to me about some of the so-called graduates, if you will. But, you know, with with your uh, venture, Capilarm, you actually Mm. have invested in more than one of these, haven't you, over time? Yes. Can you bring us up to... Sure. 
So, you know, there are many ways to to engage with a startup through CampX. We what we provide is applications and experts. And that is the number one attractiveness to the startups. It's the people, the experts, they get to meet and discuss and find real applications for what they have. And also for someone who really understands the industry. And if lucky, you get into the big machine or it becomes a venture of its own, or we invest in, in the company to bring them into our community. So there are many different ways to engage with the startups. So the, the, the model has worked in such a way that you've been able to spread it, I believe, to Bangalore, to Greensboro, and I can't remember the fourth location. In, in France, in, in Lyon. Okay, in Lyon. And so you have a, a good model that's yep. re repeatable, I guess, and, and therefore mm. you can do it in these places. Are you finding that your talent attraction feeds on itself if, let's say, a company goes through, then they tell others, because the startup community is pretty mm. tight as a rule, right? Yep. In, the, in the different countries, I would imagine. And so does this bring new folks to the door? Oh, definitely. So it's many of the softer values as well. You know, we, we need to attract as many talents. It's a huge, uh, fierce competition for talents. And this is one way to, to show our talents out there that, you know, there are different ways of working within a large corporation. There are many, many interesting ways to do things and how, and to explore those. But it's also to become attractive to the startups who engage with us. And there we were very, and that I got a very, very clear directions from our CEO, Martin Lundstedt, and our CTO, who is the owner of the concept, uh, Lars Denkvist. It has to be fair, you know, because we are big, we have a lot of in-house assets as legal, finance, invention, venture capital, yeah. uh, the, the venture capital arm of Volvo Group. But it has to be fair to the startups. So with the legal department, it's been a true joy to work with them and set up these simplified contracts, but always taking both sides. So it has to be fair. It has to be a win-win agreement and collaboration. So sometimes with the startups, our legal department have to you know, guide them a bit so, so that you know, you don't give away too much. You don't give too much. You, you, you know, it's a give and take. So tell me one or two winners, if you will, mm -hmm. or, you know, and I don't know if you do actual demo days, if that's a part of this or not, but tell me about, uh, you know, a couple that have come out or have, have been picked up maybe on, on the big team, you know, or, or providing something now to, uh, to, to Volvo Group. Sure. I'd be happy to, I give you, uh, I can tell you about a bit about first of the softer aspects that we have introduced because, you know, it's easy to measure hard values. Like how many have you done? How many have taken the next steps, etc.? How many engagement we have had? And uh, that is quite impressive numbers. So since we started 2020, we have had around 70 plus different projects with 70 different startups globally. And right now, as we speak, we have around 40 ongoing projects with 40 different startups on these different hubs that you mentioned, mm -hmm. Gothenburg, Bangalore, Lyon, and Greensboro. But there is also a lot of softer aspects to this, like culture, uh, how we change the culture in terms of collaboration uh, and access to each other. 
So now we have started, you said open house, so we have sharing sessions digitally, but we also have now started open house and we will actually have it here in collaboration with something called Gothenburg Tech Week. So we will invite externals and internal support. And they will go through sort of a demo day type thing. You yes, see, we'll come in and an demo. open house uh -huh. where we will present a few of the startups uh, that we are collaborating with and give some concrete examples. Helen, I want to understand some of the programs and what areas you're trying to make uh, uh, advance for, mm. for Volvo's benefit and the rest of the industry. Uh, we actually started with startups within the electromobility space. Okay. That's how we, we started. So what we did was to sit down with the ones responsible for the tech in electromobility. That's where we started. So the product owners within the R&D electromobility organization, battery electric um, area. That's where we started. So the product owners, they provided us with a list of their main challenges that they thought would be suitable for a startup to have a look at. Then we went out to our partners in the external innovation ecosystem and we work with partners in Gothenburg, we work with them in Israel, etc., to help us find the best startups. And then back to the product owners present, this is a startup, they are thinking about solving your challenge this way. Would you think, would you be interested in testing, exploring and validating that? And if they said, yes, we built the case and we brought them in. So they could be here. They are always invited to be here or work remotely. This happened in 2020. So it was just when, when hey, COVID. Well, I was going to say, yeah. I'm remote work at that time. <laughs> yes. what, uh, after electromobility, where, where mm. did you go? What were the next few? The next few was to go for self-driving. So autonomous driving. And uh, if uh, the focus in electromobility, it was a lot about data. What, how how can we figure out, you know, um, uh, we could see patterns, we could see for diagnostics, etc. use data, machine learning, artificial intelligence, ways to, to look at that. The main focus for self-driving was actually sensors and data, how to, to make use of. So, so a lot around software data, but also with, with uh, self-driving, it was a lot around sensors. And there are many big decisions to take there. And they, in our our application, it's usually very rough environment. So, you know, it's mines, it's quarries, it's uh, terminals, etc. So you need to have good, good hardware as well as software. And then we moved on. And um, it's actually now, I would say, the top area is really sustainability. So it's uh, ways to try to replace different uh, materials. And there are so many startups on this, but also a way to look at, uh, you know, how do we measure our CO2 footprint? How do we make sure that we, we, can, we, we can declare in a good way? We have so many data points. How do we come together and, and make uh, good conclusions out of that? So those are the three. No, well, then there are more. <laughs> but you asked for one, yeah. and I will give you okay, one yeah. that, that I think uh, really shows the different uh, strength of the programs we have in Campix. And they are behind us here. 
This is where everything started, the accelerator with the shorter proof of value projects, the sprints with the startups. This is demand driven. It's the product and business owner who provides the demand. We go outside, find the best startups, bring them in, short proof of value project, and then it's, you know, integrated into a product. It's a if it's a service, you can go straight to market or one way or another, it's going to market where it doesn't happen. Right. So then we actually introduced this year the incubator. And the incubator is allowing for early stage startups to be invited into uh, to our premises here, where we are today, uh, to scale here. So these are quite mature because they need to have be able to get Volvo as a client to the maturity level so they can have us as a client. These are early stage. Here, demand-driven, this is opportunity-driven. These are startups we believe in for the future. And then we have the Venture Builder, which is the program where we investigate, where we identify potential new revenue streams for the Volvo Group. So now we'll take an example that involves all the programs here. So we started with a demand from a product owner in our assembly plan, because there is a legal uh, requirement coming 2025 in Europe that you have to declare your tire pressures because it has such an impact on, uh, on uh, the fuel consumption and the emissions. So you have to do that. And that actually puts quite a big demand on in the assembly plant because you need to calibrate what tire is positioned where on each axis. So DTO, which is our assembly organization, were asking the R&D people, can you please look at this? Can we find a solution to make a quick calibration in the assembly plants? So we will save some time. Big, good business case. So um, our R&D arm, uh, Group Trucks Technology, have an entity called Data Technology. They took it on and said, okay, let's try. But here we wanted to see if we could find a startup who could do the work. Because that is the trick here. Startups are doing the work and testing it. So we found a startup, brought them in here, take work. Then we made another two proof of values to check is there a business opportunity for this? Because there are many assembly plants out there who are now, you know, having to, to find out where the different tires are positioned on the vehicle. So what do we do with this now? And we found big value. But what, what should we do? There is a potential new revenue stream here for Volvo Group. So should we make a new... Uh, a new entity within the Volvo Group to sell this, to develop it and sell it? Or should we sell it and develop it through our channels we have, our business units that we have, uh, Volvo Trucks, for example, or the operational organization? And then after some thinking, <laughs> the decision was to spin it up. So now it's a venture, a new venture. It's been um, almost a year ago. It was span out. It's called Furcom, and Volvo Group is owning part of that company. Ah, through, so, through your venture arm. 
right? No, yeah, actually, actually, it's a different, but oh, it, okay. it doesn't matter how yeah, it's worked. But yeah. we are we are having a, an ownership in that company, mm-hmm. and that company is now invited into the incubator <laughs> uh, on its own. Prem, you know. Um, so, so let me understand, Helen. Mm-hmm. It, it was actually a a project mm-hmm. that was validated a couple of times and yep. then put into actual into a plant. Uh, you know, I guess yes. here in Gothenburg. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, ultimately it comes back to the incubator to sort of grow there yes. rather than the incubator being the first step. It's kind of the yeah. third step here. It could be the first step. So, but it, as you can see, it's, it can start anywhere mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. But just as an example, this one started here. Yeah. Validated tech, validated the business uh, potential. The business potential was, you know, recognized, recognized yeah. and, you know, decided what to do with it. It was a, decided to spin it out, but to keep part of it as a close yeah. to our heart. And then now it's here in the incubator. That's fascinating. And I, you know, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, as you do more of these and you get better at it, obviously. Oh, definitely. You know, every, every time you've learned something and you, you pass those learnings around to the other operations, mm. I'm sure. This has been great. Thank you so much for, for giving me a bit of a, a feel for this. You're giving our audience a bit of a feel. And I guess I, I just wonder, you know, when you measure success, the last question for mm. you. When you measure success of this, what does it look like? What do you what do you say as you sit down as a group and you say this was successful because? Because we generated value. It can be to the product owners who stands in front of a big tech decision. They can do some validation and testing here. Or we have launched something to the market, which is the end target, of course. And we can tell that this has been pushed through the CAMPEX flow together with many others, because this is a big collaboration engine, or we, you know, value to society here that we can help uh, and really support startups to grow and scale under our roof. But that also helps our industry because that's what we want. We want a lot of new, new innovations to, to our industry. Thank you so much. Terrific to, to get an understanding of this and and great to, to be with you here in Gothenburg. Oh, thank you so much for letting me have this opportunity to talk to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Helene. Uh, Volvo will show off some of the Camp X startups it's working with at a demo day uh, next Wednesday as part of Gothenburg Tech Week. Of course, you probably won't be there, but, but it will be interesting to see the kind of companies they bring forward. Again, they've got about 40 projects underway right now, so they'll show off a few of those. As for Truck Tech, we'll be back next week in our new time. Uh, our scheduled guest is Jake Fields, the co-founder and chief technology officer at Platform Science. Uh, Platform Science has really been picking up a lot of business of late across the uh, OEM scape. And uh, we'll hear what's going on over there and how they are uh, using their uh, sort of combinator, if you will, to bring a lot of uh, APIs into the tech space for uh, connected to vehicles. Now, you can catch all the episodes of Truck Tech, including this one at FreightWaves uh, channel, at the FreightWaves channel on YouTube. Click, uh, Go to the channel, click on Shows, and then Truck Tech, and you'll see a full playlist there. Thanks for watching. See you next time.